When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hope you all had a fantastic Christmas and New Year. We're back for our first tripe supper of 2015. Hot on the heels of Borough's draw against Man- uh, Borough being drawn against Manchester City in the FA Cup, which I gather, Phil and Vicky, is quite the palace for the visiting press. It's not a bad working environment from the moment you get there. It's valet service in the car park and the elevated walkway and a huge atrium. Uh, it's not actually it's not that good, but the food is uh, fantastic. It, it is incredible. Uh, the, the shakes have spared absolutely no money at all, uh, cost at all in, in uh, pacifying the press. And of course, Man City wanted to be the best club in, in, in the Premier League, so they'd looked around at some of the other big clubs in, in the, the Premier League, like Arsenal, and they've decided to top it. Uh, Arsenal is legendary. The, it's, it's not an environment you should really be reporting on football in, because <laughs> you settle down into those big comfy seats and you've just had a three-course meal and looked through the wine list... And then you've got to go and report on a match. It's, it's not <laughs> ideal uh, when we're used to more Spartan stuff. But Man City is, is uh, very good. Uh, last time we went there was a 12.15 kick-off on the telly. And we got there about half nine. Full English breakfast result. Yeah, you can't say fairer than that, can you? I always remember an Arsenal match before the... Before the well, they always set high standards at Highbury. Um, it was. Do you remember the five three? Yes. Um, yeah. I think Borough were three one up at one point, yeah. weren't they? And Kadri um, scored, didn't he? That and then. I, yeah, I struggle to remember the match, but I do remember the fact he got fantastic um, cream cheese and uh, salmon bagels, <laughs> and um, portions of ice cream at half time. I've got to say, not not many. In fact, virtually no grounds are as good as that, particularly in the Championship. Um, we're a bit like we're a bit like the fans, really. You look, you look, you look what the next fixture is going to be. And fans think, where can I get a pint? What's it like to get there? Where am I going to be parked? And uh, we're a bit like that ourselves. What's the press facilities like? Is the press box roomy, or is it really tight and comfortable? Is it easy to get to? Are you sat next to a psycho who's going to scream and shout in your ear for ninety minutes? Who happens to be supporting the home time team while you're trying to cover the away team? Will your car um, windows get put? Will your car windows get put out of Blackburn? <laughs> I mean, I've seen Ali Brownlee, bless him, have some particularly hard stares. You know how he celebrates a goal. He's often sat near us, and um, he's not the quietest, is he? And uh, you know, in an away ground, it stands out in a home main stand like a sore thumb, and uh, everyone's staring. And you can get a bit uncomfortable at times. Particularly, I do remember the Sunderland match um, when Borough were two 0 up early on. I think it Malcolm Christian Riggett were playing. Going back to the season, I think when they went down with one of their record low points tallies, mm. Howard Wilkinson was the manager at the time, and um, it was really evil in the stadium. And um, it was in the days where Bernie Slaven. Uh, was commentating. Um, I think it must must have been Mickey Horswell for Sunderland at the time, and uh, the fans, which were, were literally making their way to, to to the press area and screaming and shouting in the general direction of those two, it was pretty. Sunderland's particularly bad because obviously when we go there, it's a derby match. Yeah. the atmosphere is quite intense. Uh, the, the press box is at Sunderland is in a fantastic position in terms of viewing, but right behind you there's a concourse, there's a, a walkway. And it's not uncommon for the fans at the front of that seat to, to actually come forward and lean on the back of the press box, which means they can look over your shoulder 
and see what you're writing. And the local press seemed to get put at the back quite often. And there's one occasion when I was at the back and Bernie was uh, a row in front of me and diagonally to my uh, my left. And uh, Sunderland fans were leaning over trying to grab him and accost him and you know, a couple of th- were throwing punches at him and this is all over my shoulder. And there's no stewards who sit behind who stand Well, there should be, <laughs> theoretically. But, yeah, I think they took one look at the situation and got the, got the hell out of the way. But, yeah, I mean, it is interesting how grounds vary. I mean, you think Anfield, one of the, the, the world's great grounds in many respects, famed for its atmosphere and its famous European nights, the press box there is actually pretty tiny mm. and it's very compact and you've got to basically once you're squeezed in you, that is a ground where you do sit very close to the home fans fortunately they don't give you any chew as such but you do get one or two glowers particularly when the penalty shootout goes to 10 each or 11 <laughs> each or, and you're, you're, you're shaking your head thinking what on earth is going on here but Anfield was clearly designed in the days when people were 5 foot 4 and that's how it was then there's a big difference then. I mean obviously in the championship you must see yeah. a huge a huge I mean, you tell a good tale about when you were at Watford, Vic. We're talking about you know going to Man City, and that's obviously that's such, that's the other end of the spectrum from Barnsley, where Barnsley is uh, it's primitive to say the least. There's no Wi-Fi, there's no power in the press room, so they have to like run uh, extensions up. Uh, the the press tables are, are very finely balanced on a hair trigger, so if you don't watch yourself, your laptop goes <laughs> upside down on the concrete. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, but at least they do have provision there. I mean, we went to Watford once when the the ground was half demolished. And we were put on top of a very rickety... It's like a trestle table, wasn't it? ...home-built Meccano out, out of scaffolding that had a few planks thrown across the top. And the power there was, was a series of extensions. Got with Some of the men still had the B&Q price tags on that had been run out from the changing rooms. Um, and the, the, there weren't many people there, maybe six or seven on top. And it was a perfect position. We were right between the dugouts so we could hear all the swearing... Um, you know, maybe five yards away from the from the touchline, so you have to be really careful when the the, the big hoof clearances came. You know, got to, you know, protect your laptop at all costs. But I mean, it started to rain. We were totally uncovered, and uh, we, <laughs> we tried to cover the laptop while writing. It was just absolutely <laughs> bedlam. That's the, that, that standard being condemned for a few years. But funnily enough, the, the dressing room still it was still underneath the stand. So it was a bizarre situation where you were in a completely condemned empty stand apart from the press. In some respects, it was quite luxurious. I remember the day when um, Scott McDonald was rehabilitated back from into the, the team. Yeah. Um, and Borough won, didn't they, that day? And um, because there were no fans in that stand, we could hear every word. And the, the noticeable thing was that Tony Mowbray spent the entire 90 minutes telling everybody what to do because he'd had no time to work on with the team that day. And he admitted afterwards that he said, look, we had no preparation time. But it, it was interesting to hear just how much he had to involve himself in the match. And you know, he didn't do that every time. But, um, but yeah, the facilities do vary. And that's actually, to be honest, that makes the job a bit more fun because you wouldn't want to go at the same antiseptic... Um, clinical place, you know, beam, you know, there's very few, for example, press rooms behind glass. Leeds used to be behind mm. glass, famously, and it was, um, it looked as though it was designed for um, Madison's nightclub in the 1970s. It was sort of golden yellow velour seats in a glass box, which would have, wouldn't have looked out of place at the Palladium or something, but by the 1980s and 90s was looking very dated and, and you couldn't hear the crowd very much so it was a really it's a bit more like a cricket press box yeah. where, where the game goes on but you're not really part of it and that always felt weird and fortunately they've changed that in, now in terms of ones behind glass I mean there's one that's an absolute nightmare that really needs demolishing and that's Crystal Palace 
Is Palace still behind glass? Palace is an absolute mess. It's not just behind glass. I mean, it's constructed out of bits of chipboard that have been patched together over the years. Because obviously they've had several administrations. Yeah. And, uh, the last thing they want to do is spend money on a ground that they don't really intend to stay there long term. But that is it's just abysmal. I mean, it, it, it looks like you've knocked it together in your garden shed. Well, there was a very strong rumour that uh, they've got a little kitchen stroke dining area, haven't they, under the stand. And there was a rumour that at least one or two people saw... Um, mice scuttling about <laughs> um, a couple of years ago when we were down there. And when you look at the, it's all right, they couldn't climb up to the table where the three sandwiches. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it is amazing. And also Bristol City. Funny, Bristol City is a little narrow galley at the back of the stand um, with a with again with a glass front. And you basically, once you're in, you're in for the 90 minutes. So you get in there, get your position, try and get a little bit of elbow room. Yeah. Vic says it's not so bad for, for, for us littler lads, but you feel for those big six-foot-six journalists. Once you're in, you're not you're, getting out. You're in, you're not yeah. getting back yeah. out. Well, and, um, it must be said that Bristol City is also the scene of one of the funniest incidents yeah. ever, when Gordon Cox was attacked by a bat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very old stand, obviously, and up in the top they must have, they must have bats. And there's a big gap behind the top of the, the, the press area that's enclosed. And on this occasion, a bat was in there. And it started floating about, and Cox, he's glad his earphones on. It was the days when he still used to deal with Ali, Ali Brownlee. And uh, he, he ripped his earphones up, and he was running around screaming, Ah, oh, bat, bat! <laughs> he will tell you he responded to it in a very professional manner. <laughs> Yeah, the um, the actual the, the the difference between the grounds for me is what what makes you know as as you say, as we say we got to Manchester City obviously Borough were in the Premier League for a long time yeah. we got spoiled a little bit because a lot of the Premier League grounds facilities probably during the time Borough were in the Premier League moved on you know leaps and bounds suddenly you had proper um, press you didn't just have press rooms you had virtually interview theatres yeah. at Old Trafford the built a it, it's like you know like a two hundred seat. Um, Mini theatre right. where the where the manager sits at the front and conducts his interview, and if you sat at the back, you've got no chance of getting your question heard. I'd and Wembley's a, like that. I'd course. seen a similar photo of Man City actually. I think I think they've done something similar yeah. now, like a, like a university lecture theatre yeah. type yeah. style. Yeah. The, the, the I remember going to Old Trafford. Uh, one of the first times I came to the Gazette, I did an FA Youth Cup tie semi final between Hartlepool and um, Man United. And of course, there wasn't many people in the ground, and basically had the main stand virtually to ourselves. So I, it was a bit like going through, and it, it hadn't been redeveloped then, so it was quite old school old Trafford, but it was quite a family and atmosphere. It wasn't like you'd expect for a very, very big club. And I ended up going down the wrong corridor and tried about 50 different offices before getting getting back to the... But it was nice in those days. It, it wasn't quite as officious as it is now. It wasn't quite as stu- heavily stewarded. And, it, you know, you'd have the tea lady at Newcastle. She was lovely. And you had that personal touch. Yeah. But the, the press contingent has just grown so massively, particularly in the Premier League, that they've got to have the facilities. And I'm sure Borough will have to make changes if they're promoted. So was, oh, sorry, Vicky. I was going to say, every ground's got its own little idiosyncrasy. Synchronicities because over the years they've had to accommodate more, so they put you in a little cupboard or whatever mm. and they patch it up. I mean, one of the, the classic ones is Birmingham, where you have to go up a really rickety uh, spiral staircase and there is no room to move. There's a t- quite a tight elbow mm. halfway up, isn't there? Mm. And you know, we're all right, but you know, there are people who are. Uh, big lads, and I'm not. I'm not going to name any Premier League referees here. But <laughs> in winter, when you've got your big coat, in winter, on, you, yeah, in winter, <laughs> yeah. you've got your big coat, and you carry your bag. It is really, really hard work to get around that corner. <laughs> so, with with City, is it have they kind of you know since the Shakes came in, has there been a, a real improvement there, or, or was that just top class since the move to Eastlands? Well, it was always. 
I remember going to Eastland, um, obviously when Borough went there a few years ago, and it was always a good experience. They, they looked after you, they had nice food on, they were friendly people. But downstairs, the, 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 the press room is in a little bit of a basement, and with it being a big concrete stand, there, there was no Wi-Fi at the time, no telephone signal. And it's a bit like that at Anfield as well. You can't really get a good signal in the press rooms. That, that was a bit of a problem. I'm sure they've remedied that now. But um, the, 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 my, my favourite memory of Manchester City is, is, is the game. It's not directly connected to the press box as such, but it was the day that um, Borough went there and won 1-0 without having a shot was on target. Was it Sundry Eye? Sundry Eye, I think off. it was, yeah. And, and Borough were pretty dreadful. I remember... Ali and uh, Bernie virtually coming to blows over the f- o- o- on air about the fact that the performance was so bad. And um, after the woods, uh, so after the match, Danny Mills came out and admitted that forensics were still out there, wondering <laughs> how such a miscarriage of justice had been done. But it was a good. I remember that post-match interview, which was conducted just down there. And yeah, it was. Um, we'd take that again, wouldn't we? I think the the other one, the one that sticks in people's memory, was the Ben Hutchinson game, wasn't it? When Hutchinson and Craddock were his only strikers, which was was that the same year as the eight-one, the revert. I might be in the reverse fixture to the... 3-1 defeat, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, and Hutchinson came off the bench for Craddock, didn't he, to score? Yeah, those were the days. I think, we, didn't we play them in the Cup as well that season? Could be wrong. But, um, um, yeah, I mean, the, seemed to be, I mean, I remember going to Main Road, and that was a completely opposite end of the spectrum. So I borough's FA Youth Cup in the match there, funnily enough, when... Um, when all the fans, there was a contingent of Borough fans from Redcar singing to David Wheat to feed the chin and he will score, <laughs> and, uh, which he was obviously playing up to fantastically. But that was a proper old school ground in those days, mm. a huge concrete bunker of a main stand, which was, I think, built in the, in the 30s or whenever it was when they moved to Main Road. And um, it, was a great, it was great to see that contrast. And I'm, you know, it's, nice, it's a bit train spotty, but it's nice to tick off those old grounds yeah. while they still exist. Um, you know, and obviously people who covered football in the 70s will have all sorts of stories because the access was even better in those days. You could virtually speak to managers and players one-on-one whenever you felt like it. Things have changed now, of course, and everything's so so much stricter. But um, I suppose the, fillet is, the facilities are a lot better in that respect, That you, you, where you work, it's, you know, most of them are nice mm-hmm. now, aren't they? The... Yeah, I think there's league regulations saying you've got to have a certain, yeah. certain minimum, but... They don't seem to be enforced very much. And also you get teams that come up from lower divisions that really haven't had time to adjust. Uh, for instance, uh, at Scunthorpe, you don't have... There's no press room at Scunthorpe. There's no press lounge. You come in, you sign in, you go up to the press box. Mm. And the only area where you can realistically do interviews is a kind of like a, an alcove off the tunnel. So you've got the, the, the tunnel goes from... The main reception, you go straight through. There's a little road off it that goes into the, the changing rooms. Then there's like a, what I suppose is a boot room. And they don't provide food either. But after the game, you, the members of the press are invited to go down to this little alcove. And they send stewards around to all the kiosks to get the unsold sausage rolls. And, <laughs> and they, they put them on a tray. And literally put them on the floor in the middle. And so you're saying, people say, oh, go and get yourself a sausage roll, lads, go on. And you're trying to do that while all the, the apprentices are coming through with the boots and the, the, la- the kit ladies coming through to pick all the, the kits off the floor. It's utter chaos. So Reddit this weekend, what's what's Majeski like? That's a relatively oh, new oh, stadium, isn't it? Pretty good, yeah. It's good. Yeah. They, they've got a sponsorship deal with Waitrose, which is really useful. And Waitrose provide the food. And uh, I don't know if you... Obviously, we're in the north, so we don't know Waitrose, but it's, there's a lot of very interesting snacks. You get yoghurts and yeah. crisps and uh, sandwiches. I, 
tofu, wasabi and mango salad. You, you laugh, I laugh at the Riverside because every time there's, there's always one visiting the way press press when it'll open his palm in a bun and kind of peer peer <laughs> yeah, into yeah. yeah. well, we should point out to people don't know that there was no there has been in recent years no food at the riverside it used to be good mm. when we got relegated they cut that and there's been no food but this season's been a revolution in catering and we get now get a food voucher which is redeemable for a palmo in a bun I've never or, a, or, a, or a pie. I go for the pie person. I mean, if you're talking about pies, one of the most bizarre... Um, you, you get varying standards of food at a wayground. Sometimes nothing, sometimes something quite nice, sometimes occasionally something really nice. I always remember when we went to um, Doncaster, I think it was the night Adam Johnson scored a hat-trick, we got about 65 different choices of pork pie. Oh, yeah. You know, and it was, they were all chopped up into little quarters. and um, ones there was, with stuffing on it the looked top, as though ones with apple. Every sort of game pork, say game pork pie, there were, there were shape of pork pies, but I'm sure there was yeah, game yeah. ones. And, yeah. and so, it was bizarre, so they didn't do your, your waistline a lot of good, but on a cold night, it probably put an extra layer of fat in yeah, the, yeah, the following year when we went to, to Doncaster, it was very close to Christmas, I think it was December the 17th or something, uh, and the, the press food that <coughs> consisted of someone bringing up a tray of leftovers from an office party that had been staged <laughs> the, that afternoon. So it was like a few quarters of pork pie and two or three scraggy chicken legs and a, a tray of, of lukewarm chips. We got, yeah. we got big that we way. We just looked at where's the pork pie? <laughs> yeah, where's the pork where's pie? Where's our pork and cranberry pie? I mean, the, 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 the strange thing is, you know, on a more serious point, is that you do remember the grounds where you get treated well. And um, and likewise, you remember the grounds where you get treated badly as well. And I always remember, you know, I, I always think that when people, have, when, when journalists or whatever, people connected with clubs have had a long trip, I think clubs should go that extra mile to make them feel welcome and take into account the fact they've probably spent five hours in the car or four hours mm. in the car. I do remember once myself and Eric Pearl are rocking up at um, Portsmouth after one such five-hour drive. And um, we went to the... We had car park space booked next to Fratton Park and the guy on the gate looked down his list, no, you're not on there, sorry, you'll have to go and park half a mile down the road. Now, little things like couldn't he have looked at his list once again thought, these lads have just drove from Teesside, it's a long journey... I'll, I'll find it, you know, there's loads of space. And you just think, why don't why don't clubs just think how they're perceived? And I think that's important for Middlesbrough moving forward. They need to think, and I think they're aware of this, particularly if they win promotion. <coughs> you know, you're getting, you're not just getting press people in now from England and from London and from the big papers and from the big TV stations. You get people in from all over the world, you know, Korea, Japan, America, South America, um, the Latin America, sorry, the, um, the Latin countries in Europe. And and you really need to put on a show, and you think, all right, it might cost you a few extra quid over the course of a season to to entertain these people. But ultimately, you're selling your. I mean, why are Borough well known in Europe now? It's because they spent ten years in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. I mean, t- talking about uh, foreign journalists coming home and and press office. Uh, was it West Brom where the Chinese guy came in in a full kit, including boots. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. I think it was what we used to have all the Koreans when Lee Dong Gu played yeah. for Borough. You oh, get yeah. them coming in with football got six boots. Or seven, <laughs> what kit did he have on? I'm sure it was a West Brom kit. They must have had a Korean player or something. Something like that. Yeah. Because there's been a couple of Belgians on there at the, yeah. uh, this year yeah, to see Yellow Moss yeah. and and that you know if we get the Premier League, that's just going to. Multiply, of course it, it does. Yeah, I think we probably. There's, I do believe there's been a massive step change in the in the the reach of the Premier League in just the five or six years Borough have been out of it. Um, it was massive before. It's monumental now. It really is. And um, 
you know, we just saw that last year when Chelsea came up, the year before last, sorry, when Chelsea came in the FA Cup. The press room was packed and, um, you know, it was that famous night where um, Rafa Benitez... Didn't have a rant. Didn't, yeah. didn't have a rant, but was perceived as having a rant. And you know, all the pre- other national lads were scurrying about writing, he'll be gone by the morning. Of course he wasn't. He was there until the end of the season and won, and won another and won trophy. Another trophy yeah. Yeah. But, um, and that gave you an idea. That was just one Premier League team playing in, on side, And we're going to get that nearly every week if, if, if we win promotion, which hopefully, touch wood, we will. And even if we don't, you know, even the Championship, the standards that in the Championship have improved so much in terms of press facilities, you know, everywhere has to have Wi-Fi, everywhere has to have reasonable amount of press seats and they're getting closer to that but it's not it's not finished um, it's not finished by any chance. And very, very briefly before we wrap up, uh, good draw, bad draw, Man City away, I mean it's it's certainly one to excite the fans isn't it ahead of uh, my, my, own, month. my own belief is that really you want the easiest draw possible to get further on uh, and the year we got to Wembley we got there by playing Chester, Hennisford and, and Chesterfield, so you can't really ask for more than that. But if you are going to go away, I'd rather go somewhere where it's a good day out and you can enjoy the experience. It's a lot better than going to, away to Bristol. Yeah, that, that wouldn't excite anyone, and there's, there's very little in terms of the reward of, of a day out. And if I mean, it's 2 o'clock yeah. on a Sunday, you'll get a Sunday roll. Yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, absolutely, you, you want, ideally... A, the draw that gets you the furthest in the competition but if you can't have that and I think uh, you know I really do normally hate it when people say well the bigger fish to fry this season but as far as Borough are concerned it's, it is this season all about the league and if Borough can do what they did at Liverpool and put in the fantastic performance and either force a replay or, or go out honourably or even who knows win you know I just don't see where Borough can lose, you can't you can't guarantee a good draw. So if you don't get a good draw, let's have something like City away. That that'll do for me. Fantastic. That wraps things up. Thanks again for listening.